Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. SG Extra, only on Money FM 89.3. This is Prime Time on Money FM 89.3, and every week our colleagues from the Straits Times talk us through the biggest headlines coming out of Singapore for the week. Well, earlier this week, the multi-ministry task force in Singapore will extend the safe management measures under the stabilization phase by another four weeks to November 21st. That's right. And the extended measures include capping group sizes for social gatherings and dining in. And this comes amid a growing number of COVID-19 cases in the intensive care unit and in hospitals. So is this still necessary? Well, in a Straits Times online poll just out today, uh, which garnered about 5,000 responses, in fact, 62% of the respondents felt the extension of curbs is no longer necessary. About 32 or 38% rather agreeing uh, with the decision by the COVID-19 task force. Now, the decision to extend COVID-19 restrictions by another month is necessary to prevent hospitals here from being overwhelmed, said those who support the move. But on the other hand, those who disagree with the extension said Singapore's high vaccination rate should allow the country to loosen measures. Well, we're talking now to Selma Kalik, the senior health correspondent at The Straits Times. And she is sharing with us about the extension of the stabilization phase here in Singapore. And you probably have read her article as well uh, in The Straits Times earlier this week. That's right. It's titled Better to Bite, Bullet and Roll Back COVID-19 Curbs Than Delay the Inevitable. Selma, thank you, thank you so much for joining us today. So, Selma, even as Singapore extends the COVID-19 restrictions for a month, Health Minister, Minister Ongi Kang said the good news is that cases have stabilized and infection numbers are no longer doubling. Do you think we should keep the country in a quasi-lockdown then? Well, as I wrote in my commentary, I don't think we need to do mm. that. I think we need some uh, measures still in place, but not exactly what we've been going through the last few weeks. For example, I think this uh, vaccine discrimination, you know, uh, make sure that the unvaccinated stay safe by not allowing them to dine together, perhaps should continue, because the uh, stats show that the unvaccinated frankly, dying at a much higher rate than anybody else. So perhaps similar to the measures that we saw before, Salma, where the vaccinated could dine in and the unvaccinated were to take away and we saw larger groups for vaccinated and smaller groups for unvaccinated. And frankly, I think amongst the younger uh, people, you know, students at schools, etc., I think they should be allowed a bit more freedom. Sama, as you pointed out in your in your article, uh, the, 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 the resources, uh, hospital resources, for example, are being taken up mostly by the unvaccinated people or in Singapore. So this is the argument you're making that the rest of us who are vaccinated, who've done our part, we should be able to to enjoy a little bit more of the freedoms. And there was a quote, there was this part in your article that really resonated with me as well. Let the children play together and families do things together outside their homes. Well, I think it's important for life to start getting back to normal. Mm-hmm. I can understand the concern about healthcare facilities, but mm-hmm. we have pushed back all electives. So I don't really think there's going to be a surge that will really threaten our healthcare system. 
And also from the, well, it's almost a month now since this uh, current uh, restrictions were put in place. And it has already stabilized to a point where it's not fluctuating as much as uh, they feared, I guess. So your argument being that this should be good enough because all of us, well, 83, 84% of us now are vaccinated and we are taking our own precautions. Do you think, though, that the ART, the regular ART testing regime is still something that should be put in place? Well, I don't think there's any harm in carrying that out because it doesn't, you know, it's not as painful as a PCR, for example. (laughs) And then, you know, if you think you may have COVID, you want to test it out. And if you do have, stay away. That's the right thing to do. We're speaking with Summer Kalik, Senior Health Correspondent at The Straits Times. Summer, just moving on, you know, the week after new vaccination differentiated measures were announced, saw a rise in people getting their booster shots, though, and perhaps more people also receiving first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Does this come as a surprise? And do you think we're likely to see booster shots and uh, more people coming forward that haven't already come forward for their vaccine do so? Well, people are coming forward. Sometimes it's because they don't want to be discriminated against. Mm. But when it comes to booster shots, I think most people who have had their full vaccination would come forward to, for the booster because they believe in the benefits of vaccination. What's your reading, though, uh, Sam, when you wrote this article about the sentiment of the people on the ground? Because if you read some of the social media comments, they are still criticizing, you know, the government for opening up to vaccinated travelers, for example, and then keeping us here restricted with our our activities. How do you think the rest of the public uh, think about this? Actually, they're two very, very different things. When we allow... uh this just to come under the VTL scheme, they have to be vaccinated and mm-hmm. they have to take two PCR tests, one before leaving their country and one on arrival in Singapore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that shows that they're not bringing in the virus. When they are in Singapore, they follow our rules, which means even if a family of four comes to Singapore, when they have breakfast in the, at the hotel, they have to sit at different tables, two per, per table. So when they are here, they follow our rules. As we've seen, you know, the the, vac- the the imported cases in Singapore has dropped tremendously. So the people coming yeah. in from the VTL are not really contributing to this uh, anymore as well. So what do you think should be done moving forward? Well, frankly, I think, I think we need to start opening up within Singapore as well for the mm-hmm. people who are fully vaccinated. And as more people get boosters, they will have high antibody levels which means that they are less likely to get infected. And if they are not infected, they won't pass it on. So there's this extra level of uh, security that we are going to have in society. And uh, with all this happening, frankly, I think this is the right time to start opening up. Salma, you're plugged in to the medical community here in Singapore. What kind of response have they had from the extension of the measures? I mean, we've all read that healthcare professionals are under stress, they've been working long hours. What kind of response have they had to this move? Well, I don't think the medical profession is totally united, mm-hmm. right? but a lot of them, I think, feel as I do. The hospital workers, the nurses and the doctors are under a lot of stress because they have colleagues who have uh, become COVID positive and then they have to be SHN and therefore they cannot work. So others have to uh, help out. So it's uh, stressful. 
plus all the masking and PPEs they have to wear in different conditions within the hospital, that's very stressful too. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to go away for a while because while COVID is around, that will still be the modus operandi at hospitals. Uh, Selma, what do you think about comments or comments made by some people that in general, Singaporeans are just fearful of what could happen? Because we keep seeing the numbers, the COVID numbers, and nobody seemed to be paying attention to the 98.7% asymptomatic, or maybe they don't know what that means. All they see is the increasing number of cases and the increasing number of, of deaths. And I've spoken to people who are still afraid to get the COVID-19 virus. Well, to be honest, I'm a little afraid of getting the COVID-19 virus myself. So it's not so much the infection rate, it's uh, the death, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But there is also the risk of getting long COVID. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how many, uh, what percentage of people get them, whether uh, you can, and I understand you can even get them from fairly mild infections. And some Perfectly healthy people seem to be getting that. Others who are less healthy don't. So we don't really know what causes this long COVID. Okay. So the unknown is always a bit scary. Mm -hmm. And, and the number of people dying is also scary, I think. Yeah. And when we say long COVID, do we know roughly how, um, what percentage of people in Singapore get long COVID and what kind of symptoms are we talking about, Selma? I don't have Singapore numbers, but mm -hmm. internationally it can be as high as half the people who right. have been infected. Mm -hmm. And but the symptoms vary. For some, they are just tired maybe for uh, a few weeks and then they recover. For others, six months later, they still feel breathless. Mm -hmm. So the symptoms vary, the length of time varies, the type of people who get it also varies. It is up to each individual's uh, personal social responsibility mm -hmm. is what we should be counting on. And then Singapore should, should open up with the way things are at the moment. Yes, I think uh, personal and social responsibility is very important. So if you think you've got COVID, stay away from others. Try not to spread it. You know, wear your mask when you're outside. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we have to continue with some of these measures. Okay, well, Sama, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and to share your thank views you on. on the uh, current COVID situation here in Singapore. We've been speaking with Sama Kalik, health care correspondent, senior health correspondent at The Straits Times. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.